Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions while he gave me the teachings I share here. Most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidanandamurjaye Nishprapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harine Bhagakaya Ikadehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Eta veja gatame basam saranava setave. Prabha vesarva vidyanam shambhave gurave namaha. Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwara. Guru Sakshat Parabrahma tasmai shri gurave namaha. Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Your own self, your own beingness, your own essence, Shiva. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha. Being birthed into reality. Today I celebrate the 46th anniversary of my birth into capital R reality, the day I received Shaktipat. The difference between my two birthdays is that one, the date I was born into this body, was a birth into unreality, while Shaktipat birthed me into reality. I'd had peaks before of reality. I'd stood on a mountain peak of several mountains and had expansive experiences there. But I never became much of a mountain climber because the cost-benefit ratio wasn't to my liking. <laughs> Hike for hours, be ecstatic for minutes. I wanted something easier. 
I got Baba. He made it easy. I cannot stop talking about my Baba. When you find someone who fills your heart and mind, who gives you a whole new capacity to breathe, to love, and to live, what else can you talk about? The weather? The latest news of crazy and painful events? You want to talk about your neighbors and family members? This stuff simply is not interesting anymore. It matters, yes. And you must do what you can to make a difference. But it's not titillating. It works like this. When people are numb, they look for something to make them feel alive. They want exciting or entertaining stuff. Something that will stir up their prana, their life energy, so they feel alive. But a yogi feels alive all the time. How's that? Think of it this way. Do you feel more alive after a yoga class? After a meditation? Is your breath more open? Your peripheral vision wider? Your smile fuller? your heart more open. Now, imagine living that way all the time. That's what my Baba gave me. So I keep talking about him. Because even though I am the one who received his gift, it's really not about me. It's about the one who had the gift to give. Swami Moktananda Paramahansa, my guru. Even though today is my Shaktipat anniversary, it's still not about me. Because Baba gave Shaktipat to thousands of people. Most Shaktipat gurus are able to initiate maybe a few hundred people in their life. Once they attain the capacity and receive the command to give Shaktipat, they usually have a few decades in them. And they get a few people a year who want it. Not many people look for Shaktipat. Most people try to make life's activities fulfilling first. And when they figure out that the cost-benefit ratio isn't very good, they settle for less than what they really wanted. They settle for less, and they self-medicate with various substances, even food. They also use outer things to create excitement, so they feel alive for a few moments. And then they go back to what they call normal. I think this is why zombie movies became so popular with the millennials, because that's what their parents look like to them, zombies. Hey, even in my generation, the adults around me looked that way too. They'd made it through the Great Depression and two world wars and were just trying to survive. But I wanted more than that. And I found it inside. Thank you, Baba. In my seeking before Baba, I had tried yoga. I began with the poses when I was in my teens with yoga on TV. 
It was a lifesaver for me, like an island of peace in my adolescent insanity. I returned to yoga in my 20s, taking classes at the local rec center. Then I looked for meditation and ended up at one of Muktananda's meditation centers. There was one near me, one of 300 meditation centers worldwide where he had trained the teachers. I didn't understand what happened to me that night that I went, but it was life-changing. Actually, it was life-giving. His teachings, shared by his students, reached deep in me. More than his teachings, his energy reached deep within me and planted a seed. When it sprouted a few weeks later, I didn't understand what was happening. I was enlivened, uplifted, filled full by something cosmic, ecstatic, an energy arising within. I stopped what I was doing and sat still as the energy coursed up my spine. My feet tucked up in full lotus pose, and I sat with it. But my mind wasn't quiet, so it didn't last long. I didn't remember the mantra I'd received, so the experience didn't last long. While this cosmic energy was arising within Kundalini, of course, my mind was repeating a different mantra. What is this? It was not a complaint. It was an attempt to understand something that was outside my realm of experience. Oh, at that meditation center, they had told me this could happen, but I didn't remember. So I sat in ecstasy and awe with this energy coursing up my spine, wondering with a sense of amazement, what is this? It wasn't scary. It felt so, I don't know, normal. Like breathing, but like taking a deep breath after you've been underwater for a long time. It was life-giving. And I didn't know what it was. After a bit, it settled down. I felt different, but I couldn't describe the difference. I got up and moved on through my day, still asking inside, what is this? No answer. After a few hours of wonderment, I decided to try a different question. What do I do with this? I got an immediate answer, an inner answer the only kind that ever really matters. It was two answers. I can never eat meat again. My mind was a bit shocked, but I'd had the experience of being the universe and all that is in it. And I knew I could not kill and eat my own body anymore. I became a vegetarian on the spot. And the second inner answer that came along with it is go back to that meditation center. So I did. Do their weekly satsang, much like this program. 
And there I got the explanation of what was happening to me, the teachings, as well as other people's stories that helped me make sense out of my own experience. And these wonderful yogis became my dear companions along the way to enlightenment. They had had the same inner awakening, so they understood what I was going through like nobody else could understand. Shaktipat did for me what I hadn't found anywhere else. I had tried different subjects of study, different types of exercise, different types of relationship, different churches. Only psychology had come close to helping me understand myself. But they were looking at what makes me different from others. And Baba showed me what makes me the same as others. Psychology looks at your own personal reality, which is technically called unreality. Shaktipat propels you into reality, your own essence and beingness. My essence is the same as yours. There is only one essence, Shiva. The one divine reality is being you and being me at the same time and being all at the same time. When you are experiencing your own self, you are the one who is all and beyond all. Oh, Shiva. And that experience changes everything. And it's true. I knew I had been changed, but I didn't understand that change. Kshemaraja understood this dilemma and wrote a book in the 10th century for those of us in this situation, the Pratyabhinya Hridayam is for those who have received Shaktipat. He explains this in his commentary on the final verse, verse 20. Shema Raja wrote, this instruction in the truth has been given for those to whom has accrued the descent of Shakti wrought by Shiva. This says that these teachings in this book have been given for those who have received Shaktipat. That's you. The descent, he says, the descent, which is pot, of Shakti, divine energy. That's Shakti pot. Here's the line again. This instruction in the truth has been given for those to whom has accrued the descent of Shakti. That's Shakti pot. Wrought by Shiva, created by Shiva. Even when you get Shaktipat from the Guru, it is Shiva's Shaktipat. The Guru is just the means by which this great blessing is bestowed. It's like when you go to the ATM. It's dispensing your money. But it's the bank's machine giving you your money. Thus, the Guru is like the ATM of consciousness, <laughs> giving you what you already have, your own self. 
thought it was a good metaphor, too. <laughs> the guru is like the ATM of consciousness, giving you what you already have, your own self. Your own self is Shiva, the one divine reality that is being all while being you. And since you cannot find your deeper essence on your own, you need someone to open you up. That's what Baba did for me. But I didn't understand it. I learned to work with it, even though I didn't understand it. It's like how I know that I can operate my mobile phone, even though I don't understand how it works. Similarly, I drive a car without understanding its mechanics. So I learned to work with Kundalini. I simply meditated every morning. I went from zero to 180 in a day. I had not been a meditator, nor an early riser. But the day after I got Shaktipat, I was bolt awake at 3 a.m. and meditated without a hitch for three hours. That happened to me every morning. My kids usually joined me somewhere around 5.30. So I'd surface from my meditation with three kids' heads in my lap, one on each knee and one in the middle. It was very sweet. Then my day was based in consciousness. And the rest of my life began to make sense. Shemaraja also explains that in a sutra I included in this month's teachings article. Like fire burns fuel, consciousness burns away the limitations born of delusion. Chittivanir avaro hapade chanopi matraya meyandhanam plushiti. Like fire burns fuel, consciousness burns away the limitations born of delusion. Because I was basing my day in consciousness, it burned away my delusions bit by bit. It was not an overnight thing. I couldn't have handled a drastic shift, I'm sure. It was a gradual process that demolished my favorite delusions. Pettiness, neediness, and resistance dissolved along with it. So much was burned away. Like the sutra says, like fire burns fuel, consciousness burns away the limitations born of delusion. Delusion is when you think I'm right and they're wrong. Actually, you're probably both right, but from your own individual perspectives. Delusion is when you think it's their fault. Actually, you probably contributed to the problem, whether in this lifetime or a prior one. Delusion is when you think I have a right. Maybe you do, but life doesn't always come out fair. Haven't you learned that by now? Delusion is when you think, I want what I want when I want it. Ah, now that is a guaranteed formula for pain. Only by relinquishing needs and desires do you become truly happy. Delusion is when you think, nobody understands me. Actually, God understands you. 
And I figure he's shaking his head a lot. And what you do, is it taking you close to God or farther away? Is it taking you closer to self or farther away? Delusion takes so many forms, and every one of them leads to pain. Even when you first find pleasure, like eating something that's not good for you, then pain follows. Chittivanir avaro hapade chanopi matraya meandhanam plushiti. Pratyabhinya hridayam sutra 14. Like fire burns fuel, consciousness burns away the limitations born of delusion. Psychology taught me to wrestle with my demons, to put my fears and memories into words and to get others to commiserate with me. They gave me the gift of understanding my limitations, but did not free me from them. Consciousness incinerated them. When you experience your own self and look at your delusions, they burn to cinders. This is why I ask you to journal at the end of your meditation so you learn to look at things with eyes full of self. So you learn to use your mind while based in self. So you learn to use your mind to look at your experience from a new vantage point, from deep inside. It's that special time right at the end of your meditation period, the Vyutana, Shimaraja calls it, the threshold or liminal zone. We work with it in two ways. First, when your meditation period ends, your timer goes off, linger. I invite you to linger in the zone. Personally, I need two timers, sometimes three, I confess, for I love to linger. It's like lingering in bed, only better. In the Vyutana, you're still inside, but you're aware you're there while you're there. This lingering is what I'll call the first stage of the Vyutana. Here you linger in yourself, reminding yourself of your own self. I am Shiva. Om Namah Shivaya. Om Namah Shivaya. Om Namah Shivaya. Your mind becomes saturated with consciousness. And you bring the mantra with you when you open your eyes. Now you journal using your mind to recall your meditation. Instead of having your mind gallop off to your worst memories and fears, you use your mind to review your meditation. As you write, you may even discover something more that happened than what you'd first remembered, or you may understand it in a new way. This works so well because writing slows your mind down. It cannot gallop when you're writing. So you're lingering longer, but now you're engaging a new capacity of mind, memory, understanding, identity formation, basing your sense of self in the self. This gives your mind a whole new capacity. 
it becomes infused with the light of consciousness at many levels simultaneously. And it loses the ability to kidnap you as effectively as in the past. It helps you get to what my Baba described. My mind wouldn't dare think a thought without my permission. Did he mean he kept his mind tied down, tightly controlled? No. He meant that his mind loved consciousness. His mind wanted only what God wanted of it. Oh, Shiva, what a beautiful mind. How do you get there? After receiving Shaktipat, you have to meditate. Even if you have not received Shaktipat, you must meditate. But Shaktipat wakens a whole new capacity inside. Now your meditation takes on a new quality, a new depth and dimensionality. Kundalini takes you on a cosmic ride into the infinity of your own divinity. Oh, Shiva. Then you train your mind to stream consciousness. In the Vyutana, as your meditation period is ending, you linger longer. Then you journal, using your mind to remember your explorations into consciousness. I think of it a little bit like Lewis and Clark mapping the Mississippi River. If they had merely tracked the length of it and not journaled along the way, it wouldn't have made such a big difference. Their maps and journals opened up a whole new chapter in America's history. But what if there were no maps or journals? What if they merely had a good time and then went back to life as normal? They used their maps and journals to help others understand. Your meditation journal is to help you understand. What are you understanding? What you're understanding is consciousness's effect on you. The whole point of my celebrating my anniversary is that Shaktipat made a change in me. And that change in me make something possible for you. Yet, even though I am the one who received the gift, <laughs> it's not about me. It's about the one who had the gift to give, Swami Muktananda Paramahansa, my guru. He gave this gift of Shaktipat to thousands. But what did each of them do with it? If you want this seed to grow into a tree tall enough to carry you to heaven, you have to do your part. I have dedicated myself to Baba and to his teachings, which has made me able to receive his gift more fully. Everyone dedicates themselves to something, maybe family, maybe pleasure, maybe wealth or popularity. I dedicated myself to Baba and his teachings. 
I have put the time and energy into my own practices. A disciple is one who does the discipline. The discipline is simply a choice of what activities you will fill your day with. Whatever you do most often is what lays the pattern for your life. It is Baba who taught me what to do. It is Baba who showed me how it worked. It is Baba who set me up for success. He led me and supported me and sometimes gave me a push from behind. It was all so personal, yet cosmic at the same time. Thank you, Baba. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha.